Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans Podcast with host David Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast as we come to y'all with another week of good football. This uh, playoffs is very close and it's getting getting down to crunch time. So let's speak on the shenanigans of of the Raiders actually getting this this crazy win against the Jets, thirty one to twenty eight. Oh man. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna start this off with you, Chris, because because I know because I know you I know you you kind of had kind of not not a mixed feeling, but you know, like kind of kind of an understanding feeling of what's going on. So, what what did you think about the last play, and what did you think about the game overall? Well, I mean, the last play obviously was was horrible <laughs> to say the least. Um and everybody had different opinions on it. Um, Greg Williams is known to call blitzes on Hail Mary type plays like that. So this wasn't new. Um, You know, everybody was like, well, he did that just to, just to screw Gase, you know, and just to make Gase lose the game. Um, I, I don't believe that, you know, I heard that. I heard the, he's part of the tank, the quote unquote tank, for the team, which is ridiculous because obviously we could say he's not because he's not on the team anymore. Um, it's just that was, that's his MO. That's what he does. He blitzes. That's his thing. Listen, I'm going to come after you. He's been aggressive since day one, since he coached day one, let alone here, but his whole career, he's been an aggressive defensive coach and calling these kind of plays. So this is what he does. Was it the right call? Obviously not, because <laughs> you have your corners are undraft rookie undrafted guys. You know, I mean, they've got what nine, ten games under their belt. That's it. You don't put them on an island by themselves against one of the fastest guys in the whole league. That's that was ridiculous. Rugs Rugs is one of the fastest guys in the league. You're not going to put them one on one. You know, and obviously I'm not, you know, defending anybody, but. The defender should have known, listen, I can't let this guy get behind me. I'll run all the way to the goal line and just do it that way, right? So um, so obviously it was it was just a horrible call. Gase could have called timeout. That's the other thing that came out. Yeah, he could have called timeout, but he didn't because <laughs> we know Gase is clueless as a head coach, obviously, so he's done. But this has been a problem this, this whole year. You know, like he's given full – uh, control of the defense to Greg Williams. Like Gase has never stepped anywhere near the defense, but stuff like this has been brewing with him. You know, a few weeks ago, he called out the offense a little bit and there was that little issue between them. So th- this has just been brewing. And I-, I think also too, my opinion, I don't think this came from Gase getting fired. I don't think he has this kind of power to just fire the defensive coordinator. You know, we know how crazy the the power is and, you know, the power structure is in this in this franchise. So I don't think it personally came from Gates. I'm sure he went along with it, obviously. He probably had no problems with it because we know him and Williams are not the best of friends and they don't get along. So I don't see – I just don't see Gates going into uh, Joe Douglas saying, that's it, I'm firing this guy. You know, I'm thinking this came from up above and, you know, he went along with it and said, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him he's fired. 
you know, something like that. But because think about it, this guy never liked Greg Williams. So if Gates really had this kind of power, I think he would have got rid of him long ago, to be honest, especially a few weeks ago at the very late, you know, at the very least, he would have got rid of him a couple of weeks ago when he did call out the, the offense a little bit. So, um, so I don't think it's, it's, this was all Gates. This was from up above. I think the, the team finally had enough of him and they said, you know what, we're done. So that's what I think uh, about the game. I mean, yeah, we, you know what? We competed with one of the best teams in the league or one of the better teams in the league, a team that's on the borderline of a playoff spot. Um, that was good to see. Donald played a little bit better. You know, he still threw a pick late, you know, late there. Um, the running game was great. That's the big positive for me that came out of this game. Ty Johnson, 104 yards. Josh Adams even ran well, 74 yards. Um, so that's the good thing. The bad thing, obviously, we lost. <laughs> well, good thing, too, that we lost because we're still in the uh, spot for the number one draft pick. So that was the good thing. Um, and, you know, defensively, uh, you know, to me, the defense has played like this all year. They've played okay. They've gotten a little bit better. They put a little bit more pressure on the quarterback. Um, Hewitt had a great game, 12 tackles, a sack. Um, you know, Lange had another good game, eight tackles. So, you know, so I think we got some bright spots on defense, not enough, obviously, but, um, so, you know, it's, to me, it's, it's like a carbon copy every week, almost not the same game, but the same result. you know, where, oh yeah, the defense played okay. Offense, eh, you know, another disappointment again for Donald's. You know, he didn't have a great game, uh, better, <laughs> but still not to where he should be at this point. But I don't know. That's that, That's what I think. Yeah, picking up from where you left off, man. Um, I mean, uh, how much more pointing out do we have to do as fans uh, of how bad of a coach uh, Adam Gase is? And what you just said, is indicative of a bad coach. As bad of a team this is, uh, you want incremental, uh, you know, movement either, you know, in the positive way, in, you know, by your team. You want the team to get a little better every week, you know, no matter how small it is. And a lot of it is almost like he's forced to do it. It's not even like he's looking at the, the data, looking at the situation and calling it out. Like uh, Gore got injured. And when Gore got injured, he gave his two backup running backs the ch a chance. And look what happened. You run a mid-zone offense, a, a running game, and you have two guys that are literally more even if they don't have the vision and the experience that Gore has, they have, they physically fit that kind of running type scheme more than Gore does. Uh, and, and I mean, as even as a, as a you know, I'm, 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 you know, I don't do football for, for a job. I could see that that's true. Now, I am not saying that they should have started Ty Johnson 
I'm just saying that you should have given him more carries than, than you've given him up until now. Give him a shot. Give him a chance. You know? And, and, and give, give them a few carries. You, could, you needed these. You needed that 10, 12, 20-yard gains that you got from these kids because they're quicker, faster. Yes, they're not bowling balls. Yes, they don't break tackles. Yes, they're, they're, they don't have the experience or vision. But I mean, the fact that as a coach, you can't see that, I don't, I, I don't know what else. The fact that you, as a coach, you can't, oh, you give autonomy of, of, of the defense to your defensive coordinator, fine. But you're still the head coach of the team. So if something is going on over there that's not particularly working out for your team, uh, you got to call that out. So if you saw a play going in that you noticed was bad, call a timeout and call Greg on the side. Be like, yo, man, listen, this ain't going to work. You know, it's not like you go, we're going to have another shot at this. We have a shot to win our last game, our first game. You know, you're not paying attention. What are you looking at? Your cards to see what play you're going to call next? Dude, this is the last play of the damn game. You know, so anyway, man, this 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 is my gaze rant, and that's as far as I'm gonna go. Otherwise, um, again, like Chris said, you know, it's the same carbon copy of everything, uh, everything that happens every week. Um, we have significant talent on defense with Myers and Quinnen and and um, you know. Uh, the, five, the, the front the front seven the front yeah. seven really um um I, I don't know how good of a of a linebacker um of a i don't think uh Hewitt is a starting caliber linebacker in this league i'm sorry i think he i think he's a good backup mm-hmm. um i i but i but i love the effort i love the way he plays i love the attitude um i don't know if langy is ever going to be a starting linebacker in the league but i love the effort you know hey who um, is, uh, real quick who is uh, mostly covering waller because waller was killing us everybody from <laughs> the safeties to the t- the corners a uh, couple of a couple times um um the kid um hall got burnt by him uh, a couple times uh this the free safety got um this the wrong safety what's his name davis kid um yeah, he he was everybody was trying to cover him. You the Jets tried to put quicker guys on him because listen, this dude is not you're not gonna take any of the Jets linebackers and covering him cover him with no, that. No, no, exactly. They're not guys that cover at all. Um so but still, man, that that Waller dude is you have to mention his name with some of the better tight ends in the league. It just you know, it's just he's just a matchup nightmare. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is, man. The bright lights, I mean, the bright future that we have is, like I said, Quinn and Williams on defense, Farukasi and those guys up front, Lee Myers and the guys up front and on offense, of course, we're talking about big number 77, you know, Mikai Becton, um, you know, the, the possibility of, you know, I, I still have faith in McGovern. I know he hasn't been playing that well, but there's something to say about who you play with 
And I think to his left, it has been really, really a problem. I, left guard has been a problem for the Jets. I, I think I think in the run game, Elfline showed showed something, man. He looked a little is he is a couple rungs higher than what we've had. I'm not, <laughs> he is not elite. He is not great. He's not, I wouldn't even go to the fact that say he was good, but Elfline played a really good game, especially in the run game. Um, but you saw McGovern too, because I think, again, you see better play at left guard and you see a little bit of better play from center. Um, so there's, you know, um, there's a couple of things that we could look forward to, but, can't wait till Gase leaves, man. Definitely. Uh, oh man, I'm I'm gonna try to leave mine short and sweet. Um, I I do want to start by saying uh, I think some Jets fans are bipolar. Um, the reason why I say that is because Uh-oh. Frank Frank Gore he he gets injured. Wish wish him better. Everybody has been complaining about Frank Gore. The, Chris, I I know Chris. You you don't you you like you like him, but but this Gore right here, you you just want to get rid of him. You want to throw him in the garbage can and just. I, I just want to see our young. Yeah. I, I want to see Ty Downs. Right. right, that's it. right. And I and I and I get that. So Sunday, we saw Adams. He did. He got seventy-four yards. He did good. But the kid Ty Johnson, I don't. We don't know who this kid is. We don't even know where the kid came from. He came and did this thing. Right. And all I saw on Twitter was we about to, oh my God, we about to, we about to win because of Ty fucking Johnson. Oh and it was, it was just crazy. But I'm like, the kid is playing, you know what I'm saying? The kid is, is actually playing so he can, you know, try to prove himself. I don't, we don't know who this kid is. We, you know, shout out to the line, to the offensive line for actually having having a, a good performance for for Ty Johnson and Adams to have that many yards. We haven't had we didn't see that many rushing yards all season. All season we didn't see nothing like that. Listen, so again, like we always Florida. say I'm just quickly the players they don't tank. The players hmm. want to win. Yep. You know, like we're saying a lot of these guys may not even be on this team this year and next year. So they don't care if we get the number 1 pick or the 21st pick. They want to win. They want to show people like, yo, I belong in this league. Ty Johnson's a sixth-round draft pick from Detroit that was cut by the Lions, who have not had a good running back in God knows how long. So this guy wants to prove that he's that he wants to stay in this league. So he's going to run his butt off on every play. So players do not tank. The coach might, you know, maybe the GM, the owner, whatever. They hope that we lose. I don't know. But the players do not tank. Not at all. They're trying to say, listen, I want to stay in this league. There's no guarantees. You know, Ty Johnson hmm. is going to get a contract next year. Oh, boy. So Talk that talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Some of the veterans like Frank Gore. Yeah, he's, you know, even him. When you look at him, he's at the end of his career. So if he shows that he's crap this year, he ain't going to get a contract next year. Because people are like, oh, he's done. You know, but so everybody's out there trying to prove himself. So uh, enough with the tank, yeah. you know, with the players tanking. That's that's a hundred percent wrong. I, Conspiracy I, I, theories I, rule the day. Yeah, <laughs> but at the but at the end of the day, you know, the guy did a hell of a job. 
Um, you know, I you know I I salute him. I will I will I want to see what he does against Seattle's uh, defense. I know Seattle's defense has been uh, a little improved, um, a little improved. Um, but I just want to see what I I I, I want to see what the kid does. And like we said before, this is more about evaluation of who stays and and who goes. We we knew that we knew that they wasn't going to the playoffs, you know, and this and and this just uh it just grinds my gears because I'm like if they win then then what we tied with the Jaguars, um <laughs> then we'll just need a little s you know a little help a little SOS from the helicopters you know <laughs> that's that's all right. like 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 that's just me being honest we'll just need a little SOS because I feel like if we would have won the game we wasn't winning no more games we wasn't nobody didn't expect the Jets to score 28 points. Um, I still think Darnold, he has, he, he shows his first quarter magic and then he goes down the drain. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's just time for us to move on from Darnold. Yeah. yeah he, he gets credit for them two drives. I mean, yeah. he did, he, he does good in the first quarter, but after that, he just, he just gets wishy-washy, you know, mm-hmm. one, one of those dirt things that you're trying to get rid of and, and it's just hard to get rid of. So you got to put it in the heavy cycle. That's all. And, so, and, we, and we should not be talking like this about Donald in, in his third season. Yes, but but at the same time, Donald should not be playing like this. No. Donald should not be playing like this in the second, third, and fourth quarter. Definitely he, not. He, if, yeah, so I, 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 I would like for Donald to improve, but I know it's not going to be with this team. And that that's about that's, – that's why I'm going to leave it as for now. Um, that's we we gotta we gotta find some type of common ground to where we just not going crazy and going berserk and bananas because this just just on Twitter is on fire right now and it's going to be on fire for the rest of the season. Um, let's talk about the coaches. Uh, we heard rumors about Coach Coward. Uh, Marvin Lewis has been hot on names um surface around. Um, I kind of I kind of had a little debate. Uh, with Charmin, but I ain't get too much in, into it. So yeah, Charmin, go go right ahead. Let the people know what you what you have told me to me and Chris. Listen, um, I we were talking about coaches and possible of coaches that could get hired in positions in the NFL, and I think that Marvin Lewis is a good coach that people seem to talk down about because they keep forgetting. What he did, I know he did not. It is it's it's horrible. His playoff, his playoff career as a coach, zero and six. There's nothing you know you could erase about that. But the fact that the guy had more winning seasons than he had losing seasons, and the fact that he developed some, he and his coaches developed some of the talent that we still talk about to this to this day. Um, I think that that you know at least should give him some kind of respect as a coach. Now, that does not mean that I love Marvin Lewis as a coach for the Jets or candidate. Uh, No, I want a younger coach. I want a more forward-thinking coach. I want a more involved in today's NFL coach. You know, um, that's what I want. And, and more than anything, I want a coach that would be more of a leader of men, you know, like a Marvin Lewis, 
you know, that will allow for him to get the offensive coordinators and the defensive coordinators that are forward thinking and with what's going on in the NFL at the moment, you know, um, that's uh, my other issue with the other name on this so-called list of, of, of Cower. Um, I'm sorry, but I have a lot of respect for him as a coach, what he did for the Steelers. And yes, he's a hall of fame coach in my opinion, but he has been out of the game for way too long. You know, um, again, if you if you've been out of the game that long, man, what are you what are you doing? You know, it's the same thing with McCarthy. Is like McCarthy was out of the game. Everybody's like, well, he's a good coach, and McCarthy's gonna come back and he's gonna do all this stuff. I'm like, I don't know, you know, and it shows. It's like he's just he just whatever he had, he doesn't have it anymore. Oh, maybe that me that two of the greatest quarterbacks that we ever seen was he was was his you know, quarterback, that might have helped with the reason why he looks so good as a coach. Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a Cowboy fan, in my opinion, you know, I'm as, as for the Jets, in my opinion, um, the, um, I've spoken over and over again about the Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator, in my opinion, that's the guy, you know, he, the way he talks, the way he carries himself, the decision to take on Tannehill when nobody would give him a shot and then turn him into something of a surprise, you know, to the point where he's playing at a level that nobody even thought that he was capable of. And I mean, still being consistent. I don't think people are talking enough about how consistent he is. I mean, he's had bad game here and there, but Tannehill has been hugely consistent for a quarterback that was deemed a nearly a bust. You know, that's a hell of a coaching job in my opinion. Um, so that, that's the guy in my opinion, you know, there's other guys, college guys or whatever. I mean, um, you know, in the future, we're going to bring in guys to um, guys with a little bit more knowledge of, of some of those names to talk about them. But in my opinion, uh, that's the guy, uh, I think his name is Arthur Smith can't think uh, off the top of my head if I'm right. Uh, don't kill me if I'm not. Um, but yeah, the, Tennessee. the Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator is my number one candidate at this moment. Yeah, I listen, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, and with, to me, Marvin Lewis would not be the right choice here. Not to say he's not a good coach, but he's got oh, he's 0-7 in the playoffs. Yeah. So you're yep. going to come to the Jets – you know, with an 0-7 record in the playoffs, you're coming here, you're taking over for a team that's likely going to be 0-16, hasn't been in the playoffs in a decade, and you're going to come in with an 0-7 <laughs> record in the playoffs? I mean, nope. you know you know, the media is going to, you know, rip rip that apart. You know, they're just oh, going to... Yeah. So I, that's why that one's bad. Cower, I, I, could, I could see that one more because... You know, he's got the Super Bowl behind him. He's been to a couple of Super Bowls. He's been, he's coached in big games. He's got the fiery attitude that I think a lot of fans like to see. You know, he's not going to throw any of his players under the bus like Gase has. So um, I could see Cowher more than, than Lewis, but I personally don't think they're going to go either way because I don't see either one of those guys working with, with the Johnsons, you know, because the Johnsons are... <laughs> 
unfortunately, oh, yeah. that's going to be the to me, that, that's the the X factor in this whole Mm-mm. getting what coach because we don't know what coach is going to be willing to work with them, um, you know, and, and how much of you know how much of a how, you know how much power is the head coach going to have when he comes here, you know, and is it going to be and you know and not to cut you off, Chris. This is this I think this is the thing, and and every season that we don't perform and every season that we have to change the culture like we've been trying to do for 10 years or however long it's been we keep forgetting uh there's one thing that we just can't change the ownership and their way of thinking and unless these guys are willing to uh take their hands off the wheel and let joe douglas run this football organization like like he sees fit it is gonna be a problem because they just get involved in my opinion again there's no way i'm gonna tell a millionaire or whatever billionaire whatever how to do his how to do something he bought you could do whatever the hell you want with your stuff man you know but but i'll i you know i'll have an opinion about it and my opinion is i'm not into micromanaging uh i when i see bosses do it when i see people do it um, that's something I don't do at my job. That's some people that I hate around me. Um, because I think when you hire somebody with a, a certain expertise, that's what you get them to do. If I hire Joe, Joe Douglas for to hire as my GM and literally as a football operations guy, or and 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 for and the thing that pisses me off even more is that the Jets hired a bevy of football knowledge like heavily <laughs> guys have been in football for a long long time in the front offices of some of some teams in the nfl even if they didn't some of them did not have the best um records or whatever the fact is they have a lot of experience dealing with teams and their front offices and and players and stuff like that so why are you not leaning on these guys expertise why are you still being the one telling people if sam donald gets to play on a week or not what the hell kind of crap is that and this is the thing as a jets as a jets fan i hate saying this stuff because it makes me sound like i'm some kind of weak fan or whatever but listen i'm a fan and fan is short for fanatic and I could go as crazy as I want. That's why I laugh at some people. And sometimes I cry with some people. It's just how it is. I want JD to run football in one Jets drive. If something has to do with money, let the finance people do it. If something has to do with anything else, let them deal with it. Let Joe Douglas deal with football stuff. He comes to me as the owner. Let's say I'm the Jets owner. And he says, hey, man. I don't like Trevor Lawrence. I like uh, Wilson or Trask. You know, I'm sorry. I know it. I know I would probably disagree with the hell with him, and we'll argue about it. But I will freaking tell him, "Hey, man, do your job." Because at the end of the day, when I fire your ass, if it doesn't work, it's on you. It's not on me. You understand me? Because it's your job. That's what you get to do. You get to make the decisions that that kind of carve your way into the history books, per se. Let's say Joe Douglas ended up taking Trask over Lawrence and somehow Trask ended up being the best quarterback we've ever seen. 
he because he becomes the freaking guy that would want probably the only guy in the world that would, that would, right now that would say Trask is better than Lawrence and Trask ended up being better than Lawrence the same way right now everybody's in love with double in 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 in, in Buffalo because because uh, Josh Allen <laughs> looks better than almost every pick a quarterback that was picked the year he came out so uh, I'm 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 just rambling on and on but that's my feelings and you know what? And it makes sense because they hired Joe Douglas and gave him a six-year deal. There you go. So they, so they gave him, they're giving him six years to figure this out. So, I mean, I don't know. To me, you would think they would go to the, you know, Joe Douglas say, here, you got six years. I want to see a winner. I want to see a Super Bowl contender by the time we're done here with uh, under your contract. You know, that's it. And you do what you got to do. You run this organ, you know, you run the team the way you want to run it. I mean, why, how is that so hard? Why do the, I, I mean, I know the Johnsons, okay, they, they got this billion dollar company, right? I get it. They could run a company, but they can't run a football team. So you get a guy who knows football, obviously much more than they do because they don't know football whatsoever. So you go to Joe Douglas, you sign him to it, you give him six years which is usually, that's actually more than what most uh, GMs get. And you say, here, I know it's going to be an impossible task, but get us, get us to be Super Bowl contenders. Do what you got to do. And that's it. You know, give him the power to hire the next head coach. Let him fill out his staff and we're good to go. But you know, and they are the X factor in this whole situation because they're the ones that are going to prevent us from, I think, going to the next level to whatever to whatever level we could get to they're the ones that are going to stop us nobody else because i i trust joe douglas and the guys and the staff he has around him to hire the right people and to draft the right people and to sign the right people and to build this team to become a super bowl contender i do i i i have total faith in them but i also know that the owners are going to somehow you know get in there and say uh well i want you to hire this guy because one of uh you know charlie Cassily told us to hire that guy like they did with mac and it, it was ridiculous you know they don't have to go outside the organization to to figure out who they're going to hire this time you got joe douglas he's been in the league a while he knows what he's doing let him decide let him come up with a list of five six seven names whatever it is and say, go interview them, you know, and they'll be in there too. And then you guys figure it out. You know, don't go outside your organization like you've been and asking people that have been out of football for 30 years. Oh, what do you think? Who do you think should be our next GM? Or who do you think should be our next head coach? That's ridiculous. You got a GM, let him work, to, let him do, you know, let him do his job. Oh. <laughs> Sounds simple. <laughs> So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some interesting points from both of y'all. Um, I ain't, I don't got much to say. I'm leaving the way it is until um, I guess the last week of the season. So let's move along before we get into our play of the week for week thirteen. Uh, let's talk about our playoff race. Uh, we got a lot of crazy stuff going on, especially in the NFC. Um, NFC East, we got what the Redskins and the Giants. 
Oh, they they going they going tight head to head. Uh, Chris, do you have both of their rest of their schedule? Yeah, for the Giants this week, you got um, they got Cleveland this week. I mean, I'm sorry, Arizona this week at home. Um, then they got Cleveland at home, which they just flexed to Sunday night. Um, then they're going to be at Baltimore, and then they finish up against Dallas. So. Mm-hmm. three games tough yeah three tough games you know the last one's going to be you know a mess dallas is a mess right now and then you got washington this week coming up you got they're going to go to san francisco which is a tough game uh home against seattle home against carolina and then they finish off at philly which i think is going to be mm. a mess too the way philly's been playing so that's uh, mm. that's definitely interesting. Um, and the Giants, let me tell you something. Last few weeks, and they're getting better and better every week. Um, they're playing old school football, man. They are controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides, offensively and defensively. And that's how you win games. And you're, you're able to run the ball and put pressure on the quarterback. And that's exactly what they're doing. So, Mm, so 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 coach judge will be the first one out of the patriots uh coaching staff to be successful and uh <laughs> oh and the guy from the dolphins too yes brian flores and, but, and it's uh, so simple and it's so simple man it's i'm i know there's so much other difficult stuff that go into coaching but the things that make or break a team in my opinion is when your coach pays attention to detail and understands that certain things works for his team and certain things don't. The fact that Judge was willing to fight his offensive offensive line coach over the scheme because he thought one scheme was better than the other, and then he was right because the scheme that um, that what's his name was uh, the other coach was trying to run wasn't working and he brought in Dave DeGlugliamo to be the head the offensive coordinator the offensive line coach and since then the running game has been way better I mean uh, and they got no Barkley too which is even more amazing this is what I'm (laughs) trying to say when you have a coach that pays attention to detail like every you know if 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 people play golf out there you 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 hit and you hit in driver and you realize the wind picks up and you can't hit straight or the ball is going to go to go left. You know, you try to adjust your shot. So the wind picks up and you hit the balls, you know, down the fairway instead of off into the, into the fringes, you know, and that's, and to me, that's the thing, you know, those little changes, the same thing with with the guy in Miami. I mean, I don't think I, I seriously don't think he was the one that said the whole tour thing. I think the ownership got involved. We've we've spoken up on this podcast about about the ownership in Miami and how they um get their hands into stuff that they're not supposed to. And I think I but the fact that he is making it work, you know, that just goes to show he's a good coach. Yeah. Exactly. So he's definitely turned that team around and you know this week an impossible victory against Seattle with a backup quarterback. Um, so that that's good. So mm-hmm. I was going to say that the, the NFC playoff race, we, we, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we thought it was kind of wrapped up and not many teams are involved, but 
Now you got now you got Minnesota at six and six. They're they're the last wild card right now, which is amazing because you know a month ago we thought they were dead. You know, so now they're the, the last wild card and Arizona's looking, they're on the outside looking in, tied with them at six and six, but Minnesota's got the tiebreaker. Um, and then you got four teams at five and seven, Chicago, Detroit, San Fran, and Washington are all only a game out of the wild card spot, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but that's yeah. Arizona, you know, they look like they were in cruise control, but they're kind of out of it now. Um, so, yeah, because no, go right ahead. Sir. Um, go right ahead. No, Talk. no, go ahead. Go ahead. That's all I no, wanted I was to say. Gonna, no, not. Oh, I was going to say if you were not, because I was going to ask Chris. Uh, give us, give us that wild. Give us that. Uh, that last slot. Um, Minnesota and uh, Arizona's uh last payoff. Uh, last uh season schedule. The like last games of the season schedule. All right, Minnesota's at six and six, and they're in the playoffs right now. They're good. They got the final spot. They're. Final four games are at Tampa Bay this week, home against Chicago, then at New Orleans, and then at Detroit. Mm. Two very tough games. Yep. And I think Detroit. Detroit. I think Detroit is uh, sinking, sinking, sinking in a little bit, especially yeah. against beating <laughs> Chicago and winning, winning that comeback game. Um, I'm not going to speak on that yet, but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, um, Detroit is fighting, fighting their asses off uh, Stafford, um, Peterson, and you know what I'm saying. Like it just seems like uh, it's going to get tougher for Minnesota, and I don't, and I don't see them beating Tom Brady. Tom Brady is well rested, and I feel like his his head is going to be into winning, into a winning uh, atmosphere. Uh, and you got Arizona; they're at six and six. They're at the Giants this week which is going to be a tough game now. Then you got home against Philly, home against San Fran, and then home against the Rams. So they got wow. three, three out of four really Sheesh. tough games. Yeah. If they're going to win those three games, man, they, they got to bring A-plus game because the Giants, uh, again, um, I, on offense, they've, they've, not, they've not all of a sudden become, became, uh, uh, turned into a juggernaut, but on defense – slowly over the over games um over the season they've improved mightily um we're seeing the big cat we thought we were going to get in new york when we drafted him uh he's literally unblockable all of a sudden with him and and davin tomlinson um up the middle um both of them could do both things they both could penetrate they both could eat the blocks i mean uh, that defense, their safety's playing. Uh, uh, what's his name? The kid they got from the Brown from the Browns is playing lights out. Bradbury's uh, playing great too for them. Right? Yep, man. I mean, remember we had this conversation. You know, we had this con- Bradbury conversation about. I remember getting wind a while ago. You know about how he. Um, you know, about how good he was playing where he was and, and that somebody was going to pay him. And look, look at, look at how good he's playing. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting and crazy things that, you know, the Giants, they, they'll, they'll be the ones to win the division and nobody never thought, thought or saw that. And no, that, you know and that was a big possibility it could happen. And, and you know what, you got to give Gettleman a lot of credit because you know what, for the last year or so, he was, he was getting a lot of stuff thrown mm-hmm. at him that, 
you know, he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to last this year and, and all that giant fans weren't happy with him, but this year mm. he's all the right decisions. And you know what? He's building this team the way he's supposed to build from the inside out. He rebuilt the offensive line. He rebuilt the defensive line. And now this team is winning, winning the battles down in the trenches. And if you do that, every successful team in the league wins on the offensive line and the defensive line. It's as simple as that. And apparently, simple, but not every team can do that. But yeah. that's what they're doing. And, and apparently and apparently Leonard Williams is actually having a great season. Oh, absolutely. He had two sacks last week against uh Russell Wilson and they yeah, shut down now. Yeah, I mean they shut down Seattle. Seattle was not playing well at all offensively. Maybe maybe the Giants could be a team to watch out for if they you know oh, if they do go to the play. Let me tell you something. Nobody wants to play that team right now. Nope. Because they know that they're getting they're going to get a rough game, man. And they're going to get a game where you got to beat this team down in the trenches. And that's not an easy task right now against, against the giants offensively or defensively, you know, and you know what, they're not turning the ball over like they used to like the first few weeks, you know, Daniel Jones possibly coming back this week. Let's see how he does. He was, he did good. I think his last two games before he got hurt, he didn't turn the ball over. So, you know, maybe he's finally turning the corner too. So this is a dangerous team these last few weeks and going and in going into the playoffs. Yeah. And and last but not least, we got uh well before before that, since we're speaking on Arizona, we got the Rams uh leading in the division, and then we got Seattle. What's what's their schedule? Uh Seattle, they're the top wild card right now. They're at eight and four. They got us this week, then they're at Washington, which is a big game. Then they're home against the Rams, and then they're at San Fran. So and the last three weeks are tough for them. Yeah, and then the Rams are at eight and four as well, but they got the tiebreaker. They're home against New England, home against us. Then they're at Seattle, and then Arizona the last week. So they no. have to get a little bit right there. Yeah, no, that seems like seems like it's all going to be about division wins in order. To figure out who's the division uh, one are going to be. Yeah, definitely. And and we got the final two teams in the top spot, which is the Saints and the Packers. What they schedule look like? Uh, Saints. Their last four are at Philly this week. Then the big game at home against Kansas City. Then they're at home against Minnesota, and then they finish off at Carolina. Mm. And Green Bay uh, at Detroit this week. Home against Carolina, home against Tennessee, which should be a good one, and then at Chicago to finish it up. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. All them games is going to determine what 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 uh, seeds we're going to see because it's going because I can see it changing every week. It's going to change until that last that last oh, yeah. week. It looks that way. Right, and then we got the AFC. Oh man. In the AFC, <laughs> we got a tie between Pittsburgh and KC for the top spot, but Pittsburgh got the tiebreaker. Uh, could yeah. you could you have them hit us with the with the finals uh, with the schedule for them two? Uh, Pittsburgh this week uh, at Buffalo, at Cincinnati, home against Indy, and then at Cleveland. Mm. That Cleveland game. So they're playing. They're playing three tough games. Yes, 
And that Cleveland game is bigger now than it was, you know, a few weeks ago. We didn't think that was going to be that, that tough of a game. Um, and Kansas City has at Miami this week. That's going to be tough. At New Orleans, back-to-back road tough games. And then they're home against Atlanta and home against the Chargers. Yeah, so two for two. Yeah, two tough and then two not so tough. <laughs> But no, for that Pittsburgh team, for that team, who's game. really who's really a tough team for the, for them though? <laughs> that team, yeah. I mean, even on their worst nights, man, they look like they look like the best team in the NFL, which is kind of crazy to say that. The game against New Orleans to me, I I, I want to see that one next week. Yep, Breeze very true. Coming back, you know what? New Orleans defense has been balling great. So yep, <laughs> that'll be an interesting game. I want to see how good New Orleans can be against Kansas City. Yes, sir. And, and for Pittsburgh, for Pittsburgh, I'm I can I'm gonna say this, and 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 if Pittsburgh fans be pissed at me, be pissed at me. They they eleven before they lost against Washington, I I was not impressed with their eleven and zero record. And it's Neither. not the fact that I'm not not winning. It's the fact so of I. how they playing. It's the fact of how they playing. You know they should be dominating bad teams. They but these games go close. And they only have one game where they just blew blew out a team, but every game has been close. And I'm not discrediting um, uh, Coach Tomlin. Uh, most much respect to him, but it's I I was very not impressed. And every game right here for the last four games, they need to win in order to have that that number one spot. Less of that, um, they they will lose it. And basically, Kansas City is going to have it, and then. All hell is gonna break loose. I totally agree. <laughs> so, so we got number three. Ooh, we got Buffalo nine to three. Uh, Tennessee is number four, and Cleveland five. Well, we'll we'll talk about the last slots in a second. Um, let's uh, Buffalo and Miami very close. Could you give Could you give us the rest of the games uh, for those two teams? Uh, Buffalo. Uh, home against Pittsburgh this week, then they go to Denver, then they go to New England, and then they Sheesh. finish off against Miami at home. Which oh man, that's a hey, tough that's... schedule. <laughs> that's a really Ooh. tough schedule. Oh yeah, and, and they're only a, they're only uh, one game back. Yeah, so that's and Miami finishes with Kansas City this week, the Patriots at home next week, then they go to Vegas. And then they finish up at Buffalo. So that mm. last week might be for the division. Yeah, it all depends on how, how both of them teams play. It's, it's going to be very interesting to see who wins that division because I I could picture both of them in the playoffs yeah. at the end of it. Absolutely. So we, we could see that. Um, then, then, we, then we have Tennessee in the, in the Colts battling as well, 8-4. Eight, eight uh, could you give us the rest of the schedule for both of those teams, Chris? Tennessee is leading the division with the tiebreaker. They finish off this week at Jacksonville, home against Detroit, then at Green Bay, and then at Houston. And Indy finishes at Vegas, home against Houston, at Pittsburgh, and then home against Jacksonville. Mm, That's going to be tough. Yeah, it's yeah, tough for both teams, and they both side the eight and four. And them both, they both could go to the playoffs, but it's going to be very tough. It's going to be very tough. 
Um, you and you know what? And, oh, go right ahead, Chris. I was saying, right now, Indy has the the third wild card at eight and four. Yes. And then you got Vegas and Baltimore both right behind them at seven and five. So this is going to change. Like you just said, it's going to change every week, I think. Yeah. Football um, coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> the West, West Vegas and Baltimore's uh, remain the schedule. Like Vegas finishes uh, this week home against Indy. Then they go to the Chargers. Uh, I'm sorry. They, they're home against Indy, home against the Chargers, home against Miami. And then they finish off at Denver. That's going to be a tough game. Yeah. And Baltimore finishes at Cleveland this week, home against Jacksonville, home against the Giants, and then at Cincy to finish it off. So that's going to be interesting. I'm telling you, every week we're going to get a different team leading and – it's which is great. I mean, this is great. This is great for football. You know, every week because you can't because the thing the thing is with these with these uh, with these schedules that you just named a lot of those schedules just just doesn't have a lot of competitive football. Oh yeah. Well, on paper, just looks and you just can't put your finger on the one team or the two or two teams that will just break out. I mean, other than Pittsburgh and uh, and Kansas City, who has won, they've won so many games. Everybody else is just has been, you know, they've had their little raining streaks and they've had their, you know, their bad games. Um, anything could happen. That that that's the that's the fun part about it, man. Let's buckle up. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know, like some players, like they won't tank. You know, like we were saying earlier, but you might see guys kind of mail it in, right, towards the end of the year, especially if you're a free agent. You know what? You don't want to get hurt. You know, so I, I could see that on some of these bad teams, you know, like Jacksonville or our team. They're not tanking, but they're like, all right, you know, I might, I might take it easy on this play or that play. Um, so you might see that with Dallas, maybe teams that are totally out of it. You know, you might see that. So that might come into play, too. But I mean, you can't take any team lightly at this point. Um, even, you know, even us, even the Jets, you know, you can't take the Jets lightly because look, the Raiders took them lightly and they almost, they, they should have lost, but, um, so anything can happen. Jacksonville almost beat Minnesota this week, which would have been great for us. The thing uh, about the, yeah, the thing about to me, the thing about the Jets and, 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 and Vegas is that somehow, no matter where they play, when they play the Jets, they play like crap. Uh, I think that was the first time in a very, very long time that the Raiders have actually beat the Jets, which is ridiculous when you think about it. Um, and also talking about uh, um, Jacksonville. I mean, I know Jacksonville is one of the best, worst teams in the NFL, but if you've watched them play, they're pretty scrappy and they'll fight. I mean, they don't have a lot of talent and that's the thing. You know, so that's a glaring you know, spot that they, you know, stuff is just missing, you know, but when, but they're not coming in there laying down for teams to beat them up. It's not happening. No. It's pretty scrappy team. Definitely. Yes. And um, last but not least, I know we got the lonesome uh, Cleveland, but it's still a possible chance Cleveland could lose all of them games. I'm just saying, but uh, go yeah. right ahead. Let's, let's get the remaining schedule with them. Oh, with Cleveland, 
they finish off this week at home against Baltimore. Great game. Uh, then next week at the Giants, that's going to be the Sunday night game. Sheesh. Then they finish. Then they play at us. So both games will be at MetLife, back to back weeks. So, um, and then they finish off the last week of the year is going to be home against Pittsburgh, and there's going to probably be a lot riding on that game. Yeah. Yeah. So. True. <laughs> so with that being said, anything is possible to happen. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll we could definitely see what happens. So, um. Week week thirteen play of the week. Uh, I I think in my opinion I think it's uh it's between two guys but I'll just mention one of them um Baker Mayfield I think Baker Mayfield played a probably his best game this year um in my opinion um I don't think anybody saw that coming um uh, we will see if he could keep any semblance of the same guy this week coming up but um but i was impressed um i think that's his capabilities man he has that i'm still kind of worried about some way he's looking some of those throws i think um but but that was a brilliant performance by him definitely uh you know what i'm gonna give it to a couple of guys on the uh, on the giants because they had such a big win against Seattle. Nobody's seen this, <laughs> this coming. Uh, I'm going to give it to Wayne Gallman. He had such a great game on the, on the ground, 16 carries, 135 yards. And our old buddy, Leonard Williams, man, two and a half sacks. He was, he was in 10 Russell sacks on the season. Yeah. And he was, he was on Russell Wilson all game. Russell Wilson was running for his life the whole game. And um, I have to say like, Russell Wilson was never the fastest runner, but this week he just looked, I don't know if it's yeah. because the Giants were that fast, but he definitely looked like he's starting to slow down a little bit. You know, that quickness is not there as, as much as it used to be for him. So, uh, but anyway, Leonard Williams, actually that whole, that whole defense played great, but I'm going to just, I'll, I'll say Leonard Williams and uh, Goldman from the Giants. Mm. Oh man, <laughs> man, um, it, it'll be too easy if I name Josh Allen the player of the week. Man, that kid, <laughs> 375 passing yards, four touchdowns. Uh, him and Cole Beasley had an amazing game, but uh, you got to give it to Alex Smith in yeah. Washington. Yeah, who like I, I know I was crazy for, for calling that game, and you know, and I probably yep. got laughed got on, but but. It was just something. It's something about Alex Smith and and that Washington team. They they've been hot like the Giants, and this could go down the wire between those two teams. But Alex Smith is is kind of back to his form. Not not one hundred percent, but you can see something there, and there's something still special in Alex Smith. And God bless him for coming back and and making that team relevant again. So shout out to Alex Smith. You definitely deserve it. I tell you, just seeing yeah, it. that was a great call, Davin. That that's a good one. I, yes. I I didn't unfortunately I didn't think about it. Yeah, you made a great point there. Just seeing yeah. him playing, I think is like every week. You know, the games that he's starting now, it's just unbelievable. It's just to see him in a a uniform after seeing that ax. You know that that injury. It's just it's crazy. It's just amazing, man. Yeah, it's incredible. 
Yeah, that was that's crazy. That's crazy. You know, like I, we thought we'll see Washington at the bottom of the barrel, but Alex Smith and and uh, Rivera, they're not giving up on on that young on that team. You know, and and it's very special. So you know, shout out, shout out to both of them. They definitely deserve it. Um, let's 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 do our review for Week 13. We got the Saints in the close game against the Falcons, 21 to 16. Yeah, you know what? I gotta say, you know, I said it before. The defense is playing great, and you know what? Taysom Hill is doing, you know, decent. You know, I, I don't know if I still don't know if we could see him play every week as a quarterback, but um, he's been holding his own, doing just enough to win. So uh, kudos out to them. It'll be interesting when Breeze comes back. I think, in a way, this might be good for Breeze to be out a few weeks. This might be able to like refresh him a little bit for the for the, uh, you know, the last couple of games and in the playoffs, you know, maybe they won't fall short this year in the playoffs. We'll see, but the defense has been playing great. Yeah. The, the saints, the saints defense has been showing up. Um, they, they balling. Um, they're keeping the team up afloat while uh, breeze um, gets better. I'm um, also, you're right, man. Taysom Hill, is doing at doing bet better. I think he's playing. He played better than last week. Um, he played better than the week before. So it's like he's taking steps here and there um, as a better throw of the football, at least for now. Like you said, I still I'm not sold on him as a every Sunday quarterback yet. But uh, yeah, I, I I give it to him. It was a great performance. I think, and also we got to give Peyton this credit for starting him and then starting Winston because he probably won't know what he's going to get out of Winston. <laughs> so, true. so yeah, shout out to Peyton for making that call. Um, Lions came back in the last minutes of the fourth quarter and beat the Chicago Bears 34 to 30. There's another one. I, I just, Chicago is, is, is going to, is, is, is ugh, they're just a mess. You know, I mean, defensively, how do you do this? You know, as, as good as their defense is, you, you don't give up, you know, a couple of scores with under three minutes left. I mean, it, that's just horrible. It, but, their, but their offenses just keep putting the defense in horrible situation because they can't move the ball. That's the problem. You know, you keep, I'm sorry, but I, you know, again, I, I have to say it over and over again, but this is not the days of the, the Baltimore Ravens or of Ray Lewis's time. You know, defenses, mm. defenses can't really like it's almost illegal to play good defense in the NFL anymore. And you can't you can't you know, you have to play complimentary if your team's going to be good, you know. So yeah. you can't expect the defense to, bo- to bo- you know, to boo you and hold you up. You, you, you know need what? your you need your offense to show up. I know. But you know what? The offense kind of showed up this week. I mean, they scored 30 points. And yeah, you know what? that's they true. Had- they had the lead with 11 minutes left in the game at home against Detroit. Hmm. That's a game you got to close out as a defense. As as good as we've seen them play, they 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 got to close that game out. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Stafford actually had a good game too. He had 400 passing yards yeah. and three touchdown passes. So yeah, shout out to the Lions on that win. Um, Titans almost came back and won, but they lost by six. Uh, to the Browns, 41-35. Yeah, they were down, what, 38-7 at halftime. Yeah. And they came back. But, you know, that's another one. We, we I, you, you talked uh, – you said 
player of the week was uh, Bacon Mayfield. I mean, that was that's probably one of his best games he's ever played. Maybe the best game he's ever played in the NFL. Yeah, I think so too. And I think this the 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 game plan was perfect too. Um, I, I think I think sometimes when players play play well, we we don't give enough shout outs to the coaches and what they came up with. A lot of what the the way they attacked um, the Titans was off of film and stuff they understood that the Titans were struggling with. And it, I'm sorry, I don't know which other team could um, could if teams could just mimic what the Browns do, I, unfortunately, on, on, unless uh, the Titans make uh, adjustments, I think they're going they're in for it, man, because got a couple of holes there and there on the, on defense and things that they're missing that, that they really need to lock down because pe- teams are going to run them out of the playoffs uh, and all their chance at the playoffs uh, like the Browns just did. I, and again, on the Brown side, I just want to see Baker Mayfield execute a game plan like he did again, because I think he could do it, but his consistency is missing right now. Mm. And also, and also when the Titans was coming back, and I remember the play, um, I saw the play Tannehill uh, was throwing at the Humphreys, and Humphreys tipped the ball up in the air, and the Browns intercepted the ball. That was a big play for the Browns, because apparently Tannehill was. I don't know where the hell that fire came from. He should have did it in the first half. But apparently, you know, Baker Mayfield and, and the Browns defense was doing their thing. So, yeah, big shout out to Baker Mayfield. Um, hope, hopefully, hopefully I won't say it for the rest of the season, but we'll see. Um, Dolphins, 19-7 uh, to against the Bengals. I, w- I would have liked to seen <clears throat> Joe Burrow finish up this year, you know, if he didn't get hurt. I wanted to see what if this team could have pulled out some wins because it seems like their defense is playing better for uh, Cincinnati or better than what we we've seen them play. Um, and Miami, man, they just, they just, they just keep winning. You know, they may not be winning pretty, but they're winning. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, uh, I, I, uh, that the problem is how far they could get with that kind of formula with, their, their offense playing okay football and their defense kind of just uh, carrying them right now. Um, uh, I to me it's uh, they they're missing something there. Let's see wh- how far they go, but you 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 don't want to come play them, man. They're gonna give you issues. Yeah, not to say. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't got no words for that one. Y'all y'all nailed it in the head. Um, Craig. Crazy game. Vikings barely beat the Jaguars 27-24. You know what? Like I said earlier, man, Minnesota's now in the playoffs, which is crazy to think. Hmm. Um, and think about it, if they beat Dallas last week, you know, they'd be seven and six, and I mean seven and five. And if you know, they'd be looking even better. But they're just a team. I, I don't know. I don't think they're gonna hold on to that playoff spot, but we'll see. Um I know I was rooting for Jacksonville. I think every Jet fan was rooting for Jacksonville this week. Uh, <laughs> come back and win, but you know. Jaguars, I think I think we I think we need to just give the Jaguars a shout out for fighting against these good teams. Yeah. Yeah, um, they, they they just bring it every Sunday, man. They hey, I'm telling you. That's I I keep telling you guys every Sunday that they they're going to win another game and people people keep, you know, I know. You see, they almost did it. They're gonna pull it off before the end of the season. Yeah, 
I, I can see it happening too. It's crazy. It's crazy as it is, but you can definitely see that. And then we got the Colts in the tight game against the Texans. Um, barely beat them 26-20. Oh, yeah. And the, te- the Texans are another team that we were talking about, you know. That's a team that, that hasn't given up. You know, they they got rid of uh, their coach, and they've been playing pretty good. Playing a lot better, right. So, but, you know, with Will Fuller not there now because of the suspension, that's definitely going to hurt the, the Texans offense yeah. for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. True, I agree. Um, um, I felt so bad for um for Texans QB man for you to lose a game that way. It was hard on him. I could see, you know, when you know you you put so much in into your game before the um for the whole week, and then you come in to play and you lose that way. It was kind of crushing, you know. But the um the the Colts have a lot to button up, man. Again, um, uh. I'm I'm I might say they might maybe need another year. Probably next year they'll they'll be a little better. Um because this was their first year with Philip Rivers playing with those players, with the players he has. And I think they've they've gotten better on offense throughout the season, but yeah, they have certain things they need to button up before they make a playoff run. Um and you know what? Uh two things. One, uh T. Y. Hilton had a had a great game, finally. Um, and hopefully Philip Rivers will keep finding him because he's definitely his this should be the number one guy. And two, uh, who who would have thought Chad Henson would have had a hundred receiving yards? <laughs> right, let's let's be honest here. Our, our very own Chad Henson had a hundred yards receiving. Oh <laughs> man! Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that that right there just had me thinking. Oh my goodness! And you know what? That, that some Jets fans was like, "Who remember this guy?" I said, "Oh, here we go. <laughs> here, here, we, here we go." Oh like, man! This is, <laughs> like sometimes we forget, Davin. Sometimes we forget that these players are a very small percentage of very talented people. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. They're not. And and the the saddest thing about it is that as fans, I think we, because we're fans of football, I think we need to we need to promote that a little even a little more, because I think that's one of the reasons why we love football so much, you know, is the fact that these got these people are literally so rare that play this sport at this level. You know, you don't get yeah. to play in the NFL unless you're very good at what you do, you know. And the and the thing is. The people we hail as the greatest to do it, they're even rare. They're they're like the like the quarter percent of uh, <laughs> you know they're like the rarest of the rare. So yeah. yes, you know, place there's some guys that reach the NFL and they don't make it, but they're still better at football than anybody you see playing football on any field. You know, yeah. it's like it's like you'd see a, a basketball player that never really made it that kind of made it to the NBA and he, you know, he probably played a season and a half as a backup or whatever. And then he kind of, he doesn't play it. And then you see him playing on your court somewhere and you're like, uh, how is this guy not in the NBA? <laughs> Cause you just, you're not measuring, you're not thinking that the guys in the NBA are so much better than him. That, that him, that even how good he is on your court 
they they would look a hundred times better than him, and that's the thing, you know. So Chad Henson is still a is still a NFL player. He yeah, apparently, apparently, right. Um, <laughs> Patriots gave they charges a big fat zero, and Belichick and the Patriots is at five hundred with the score forty five zero. Hey, you know what? They're they're staying in the playoff race now too. So give them credit. I. Uh, this score blew me away. I mean, to, to shut out the Chargers, but the Chargers are kind of a mess now too. Special teams, I think they had three blocks or two blocked punts. The Chargers had punts blocked. They changed their special teams coach. So this is not good, especially for uh, Anthony Lynn finishing up this year. He's, he's yeah. going to be uh, another one on the hot seat after this year. Just on, they're just unraveling at this point. That's what's going yeah. on, man. Um, and again, when you can't keep your team together like that, I mean, your whole team, not just your players, but your coaches too. Um, I think that speaks to volumes on the kind of coach you are, man. Um, I, again, I don't, I think he's a great guy. I've, um, is one of those people that I've read about a lot of things and I've heard, I've read a lot of, and heard a lot of people talk great things about him as a person, but I don't know, man. Doesn't seem like, uh, Again, I'm not saying just because you fail here that means you can't make it, but maybe this is not for this situation in 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 uh, with the Chargers, just not for him. Yeah, and and just to shut down the the kid Herbert, just to show Bill Belichick still got some some tricks up his sleeve, you know. So, oh yeah, yep. <laughs> one of the best to ever do it, maybe the best. Yeah. So shout out, shout out to him. Uh, Packers dominated the Eagles, thirty to sixteen. Yeah, and we finally seen uh, Carson Wentz get benched, which was coming. Um, and now he's going to be benched for this week. Uh, you know, there, there's there's so many – there's so much wrong going on in Philly right now. And it's not going to be an easy fix either this offseason, you know. Um, there's definitely going to be changes made. Probably Peterson is gone. Um, I Personally, I would I would get rid of – as good as a GM he's been, Howie Roseman over the years, the last, you know, three years since they won the Super Bowl has not been good. He hasn't drafted well. His personnel moves have not worked out. Um, and now they're stuck. I mean, what if Hurts plays well these last couple of games of the season? They're going to have a huge problem in the offseason with Wentz with his big contract, which is going to be tough to move. You know, what do you do? Um to me, the, the one team, and I think there's only one team that could really reach out to Philly because they don't have a quarterback for next year and they do have cap space, is the Colts. And they got Frank Reich, who, is, who loves Wentz and was there when Wentz was really good in 17 when they made the run at, for the Super Bowl. So, I, I mean, I could definitely see the Colts, but I don't see any other team really making a move on bringing in Carson Wentz. I think the Colts are the only team. So it'll be interesting how this season ends with the Colts. Like if the Colts make a run to the Super Bowl or close to it, you know, do they bring back Rivers for one more year? Or do they make take the chance and trade for Carson Wentz? You know, like maybe Frank Wright thinks, hey, I could bring him in and I'll I'll fix him. I'll get him back to the way he was playing a couple of years ago. So, right, yeah. and and that's the thing. Um, the question, like you said, the question is, can you save Carson Wentz? And for me, 
it it's to me it seems like it's a mental thing more than it's a physical thing so you got to get his mind right right and he's in a situation where there's nothing going right around him so it's hard for him to get his mind right um i hate when people say that players like oh like that means he's broken forever i think that's ridiculous i think oh, i think i think if you've never been you've never been an athlete before then you don't you wouldn't understand um i'm not I've, i'm never going to say that i'm some kind of i was never a great athlete not even close but i used to run the 400 meters and i used to i never really had a coach first you know but my uncle used to always tell me um that my concentration what i supposed to do or the game plan whilst i run is what i need to concentrate on and when you're running and you're thinking about it at the same time sometimes you're thinking too much and because you're thinking too much you're missing the point or the time when you're supposed to turn change speeds the time you're supposed and that's the thing unfortunately you know um to me with to me wentz it's a total failure from top to bottom the coaches you know, Peterson's been horrible this year with his play calling and, and not preparing his team with all the injuries, especially to the offensive line. Um, the offensive line is is a mess. You got one starter left, and that's the center. The rest of, you know, you got backup to a backup right now in the offensive line. Wide receivers are just horrible. He's got no depth at wide receiver. So you got guys that can't even, you know, that, that can't even get open at this point for Philly. So, you know, like, yeah. And I'm not saying Wentz is in bed either. Trust me, Wentz is having a horrible year, but he's getting no help from his team, you know, and, and Kelsey, his center came out today and said, listen, this is a, not just a Wentz problem. It's everybody. If one guy's having a problem, we're all not stepping up because then we should be stepping up for him. And nobody stepped up on this team on offense. And that's why I think, you know what, to me, Peterson is is definitely at fault here because he's got to bring this team together and figure a new game plan or something. Because the game plan this year has been horrible from from start to finish. So um, I, I I don't think he's going to make it. You know, after this year, I think he's done. Um, unfortunately, if he gets fired, that means Schwartz is going to go. He doesn't deserve to get fired. He's he's kept the defense has been solid. I don't want to say they've been great, but they've been solid considering all the issues. Um, but to me, I think the bigger problem is Howie, the GM. Um, as good as he's been the last couple of years, he has not been good at, at all, you know? Yeah, they, they, they're missing too much talent on too many levels for yeah. him for him to escape without getting criticism. Um, a lot of a lot of the, the fact that the team is bereft of talent, I think it's on, that's on his plate. You know, yeah, so um, I just don't see the, the owner cleaning house that much. You know, I could see him getting rid of the coach, but and I think Howie will will survive this one. I don't think he should, but I think he will because I, I'd be shocked if they get rid of everybody. I mean, because I, I but just reading a lot of the articles about uh, the owner Jeffrey Lurie, he is he's not been happy the last few weeks. Um, you know, even at practices, he's leaving pissed off. So obviously that's not good news for the coaches. So I could definitely, it, there's definitely going to be changes, but unfortunately for the Eagles, this is not going to be an overnight thing where they're going to fix it in one off season. This is going to take a couple off seasons because they're in their salary cap is in bad shape. 
They got a lot of aging veterans on this team and they carry high price tags and there's not much movement with those guys. So this is going to take a couple of years for Philly to get back to where they were. Yeah. And we'll definitely see as uh, time moves along. Um, you got the Giants. Oh, defense dominated the Seahawks offense. This was 17 to 12. Shocker of the week number one. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like we were saying before, man, they just controlled both sides of the line of scrimmage. Um, Russell Wilson was running around like crazy all game under pressure. Um, uh, the Giants, Giants just played a great game, man. Yeah. Um, again, a, a good, a good, a team that's been coached great. Um, despite all their their faults in the beginning of the season, they never broke apart. Um, they just kept working at it, and they just kept being a scrappy team. And you could see it start turning out. You see, there's a little bit more uh, stability at quarterback, which is crazy to say when your backup is the end. But when he, the ball is not being turned over, you give that defense a chance to to get you the ball back multiple times, and there you go. So, yeah, man, um, hats off to Joe Judge, man. Yeah. Um, then you got the Rams in a close game against the Cardinals, 38-28. That's a big divisional win for them, too, on the road, no less. Um, and Arizona is reeling a little bit here. You know, they, they've lost a couple of what they lost, three out of four now, I think. So yes. they're, they're, they're reeling a little bit. You know, they, they look like they had the wild card wrapped up or in control. But they've lost three out of four now. Their last win was against Buffalo, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got some tough games now coming up. You know, the big game this week at the Giants. And uh, then they finish off with the Rams. That might be for the division or that might be for a, a, a playoff spot. So they got to get their crap in gear. <laughs> Yep, like yeah. a lot of people. Yep. <laughs> well, apparently it is. <laughs> but uh, shout out to the Rams. Um, the Sunday night game, the Chiefs, and the close game against the Broncos, uh, 22-16. Yeah, it was, it was closer than I thought it would be. I didn't think they would hang. But Denver's, Denver's playing good all, all year. They've hung in. They've hung in. And uh, Drew Locke is still, you know, we don't know what he is yet still, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, we don't know who he is. We don't know what he is, uh, and um, and um, he's he's he just makes a a uh, um. I mean, he has a lot of growing up to do. Um, so that that's that. I don't think the jury's out on him yet. I just think he has a ways to go. But that, but the te- the part of that team that keeps showing up without their best player, because remember their best pass rusher got injured and out of this out for the season. So for them to be still being um, so scrappy, man. They, they That shows you how much talent they have on defense. Yeah. Um, you know, it should have been 29-16. I don't know if y'all saw the crazy catch by uh, Tariq Hill. They called the incomplete pass. that uh, yes. He juggled the ball and caught it with his helmet. Oh, and yeah. another... Oh, yeah, yeah. Another quick note about Denver. Uh, A.J. Bowie is uh, suspended six games. Yes, he oh, is. I miss PD. that. Yeah, uh, PDs. Yep. Shout out to the Chiefs, 11 and 1, tied with Pittsburgh. Um, speaking of that, um, Pittsburgh, and another shocker, lost to Washington, 23 17. 
dabbing with the pick, man. <laughs> yeah. Having a little shout out for that one. That was a big. That's a big win from three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, um, like, like we said earlier, Pittsburgh has not been impressive at all this year. I was waiting every week. I I, I said it too. I thought they were going to be. They're, they're my Super Bowl pick, so I, I'm a little surprised that they're not playing as well. But uh, I thought every week, you know, like oh, it's coming, it's coming, and. We haven't seen it yet. I don't know if we will, but we just have not seen it. Connor's coming back supposedly next week. So we'll see if we get better running the ball at least. Mm, yeah. I guess. <laughs> no, I guess it just wasn't a good it wasn't it wasn't a time to lose, especially, you know, with the Chiefs on your back. So yeah, but shout out to Washington for that big win. Uh, very yep. impressive one. Uh Josh Allen. In that offense dominated the 49ers uh, defense 34-24. He's another guy we could have picked for uh, player of the week. Josh Allen. Yeah. Silencing a lot of critics this year, for sure. Um, but uh, you know what? Sam, I was watching San Francisco play. Man, I got to say, all with all the injuries they had, they were kind of in this game, you know, for a while. And then Buffalo would knock them down again. But they just kept coming back. And I'll tell you one thing, and also the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, he's definitely getting a head coaching job this year. That guy is definitely head coaching uh, material, without a doubt. I, that's one guy who I would not mind us getting as a head coach. So I, I like that guy a lot. Mm. Interesting choice, Chris. Yeah. yeah. I like him a lot. He's been, he's been in the AFC for a while, man. It's- been around for a while, right? But but Josh Allen, uh, Cole Cole Beasley, nine catches, 130 yards. Um, Stephon Diggs, ten catches, 92 yards. And you got Gabriel Davis with 68 yards. And he's finding different guys. Like you can see, you can kind of see that growth from Josh Allen when he wants to be. Only thing the problem is that he needs to be consistent with this offense. If he can be consistent with this offense, man. <laughs> That team can go someplace. Yeah, you could see his. You could see like he played that game. He was so calm and collected. That's that's the thing about about him. You could actually see his growth. Now, like other QBs, young QBs, the consistency is what's missing. You know, if he could put a few of those games together, man, that dude could be a scary player. And he's still not there, I think. Josh no, Allen. no, that's what no. I'm saying. Not, that's what I'm telling he's not you. Not at his peak, I don't think. You know, and no, yeah, and that that yeah. I'm sorry, Chris, not to cut Come you on. off, but that's the that's the crazy thing is that you know if he still has the the accuracy issues. You see, make the bad decisions here and there, and that's why he's not being um, consistent. Because if this dude could polish off the, some of those things that we're talking about, that he's still that you could still look at as a as malignant parts of his game, I mean, huh, man. I mean, a lot of people eat crow, man, talking crap about Josh Allen getting drafted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking a little bit about him Friday, and a lot of people were not saying anything good about him. I'm like, what else do you want this guy to do? I mean, he's exactly. getting better every 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 year. He's gotten better. He's been in the playoffs twice already. I mean. What else do you want him to do? You know, the guy's having a great year too this year. He's got his team yeah. nine and three, first place. I, I don't know what else you guys want. <laughs> Apparently, they they want him. They want him to uh, 
It'll pull a rabbit off the hat and say it's magic. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the final in the final game, we got the Ravens dominated the discombobulated Cowboys to thirty-four seventeen. Yeah. Ravens gotta get back to <laughs> running the ball like they did uh, Tuesday night. That's 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 their game. They they gotta get back to running the ball. Um, because if they can't run like that, they got. I don't think they got any shot in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. But unfortunately, I can't. You can't use the Cowboys' defense as a measuring stick no, for anything. Definitely not. It's one of the worst defenses in the league, hands down. So, uh, so maybe maybe we could see what they do next week. But um, yeah, man, the Cowboys—they just can't. They just their defense is just so bad. Even yeah, if their good. offense, their offense is so so, but that defense is just horrible. They ran for like two two ninety, I think. Uh, yep. which is crazy it's crazy mm. that's definitely is crazy um chris could you give us the update on uh wins uh this week uh me and davin tied with 11 wins and Charmin had 10 wins this week so the standings now are uh i'm leading at 129 Charmin's at 126 and davin's at 116 Davin yeah. is coming up behind yeah. me, man. What, yeah. What's going on, bro? Yeah. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. I don't know, man. Some big, some big wins, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mary's. He's gotta... yeah. <laughs> I got to pull something. Shit. Yeah. Um, we, got the, we got the first game, uh, tomorrow's night's game, Patriots against the Rams. Hey, man. That, that to me, okay. that's that's – yeah, that's a that's a that's the Bill Belichick game. Um, he the last time he played uh, McVeigh, he stomped him. I mean, McVeigh didn't have any kind of answer for anything. Yeah, um, Bill Belichick was doing on on defense. Um, I will say after what I saw, the Rams what happened to the Rams in the last game. On the ground, yeah, I'll go. I'll take the Patriots. Mm. Wow, I'm I'm gonna I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I think I'm going go with the Rams. It's a different it's a different scenario, different story, especially with that defense, with the Rams defense. It's going to be a defensive game overall, but I think the Rams will pull it off, and this is a must win for both teams. Yes. Yep. So, so yeah, it's going to be a hard fight. It's going to be a hard hard fight to the end. Um, the first Sunday game we got Broncos against the Panthers. Uh, Broncos Panthers. Uh, hmm. uh, I you know what I'm gonna go to Panthers. Uh, what's his name? Is McCaffrey supposed to be coming back this week? So I'm gonna go Panthers. Yeah, the 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 Panthers have been up and down, man. Especially in the last couple games there, and you know they they have not been themselves. I don't know if. That means they've come back down to earth because, again, we keep forgetting that that's a team that literally changed almost everything about themselves in the offseason. And the fact that they were competitive in the beginning of the season surprised a lot of us, but it seems like they've come down to earth a little bit. Um, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess I, I, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with the Panthers. I'll go with the Panthers. Um, I'm gonna pick the Broncos for this one. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to Drew Lock this one. one. 
I, I, that's a, a I'm going out on a limb there on that one. I think yeah, I think you got that. At this point, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, next game, Texans against the Bears. Let's be another one. Houston seems like they're going to be hanging in on every game. The Bears need this game to stay in the playoff hunt. They're barely hanging on, so I'm I'm going to go with the Bears. No, I'm going with the Texans, man. They just keep fighting. That QB, man, he's a special dude. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give him, give him a benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah, I think, I think uh, Strawman learned this lesson by, by getting the Bears against the Lions last week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll, I'm gonna pick the Texans as well. Uh, Sean Watson, man, to he, he, he is just playing. He's balling his ass off, even, even without. Hopkins, he's still playing. He's showing why he des- deserves his money. So, why not? And Trubisky is still is still garbage to me. So, um, I'm I'm gonna give it to the Texans. The Bears still fall off. Ah uh, man, and it don't get no better. Uh, Cowboys against the Bengals. Ooh, uh, man, if Burrow was here, I would definitely pick Cincinnati. But now that he's not, it's such a tough call. You think Dallas? Has to play well eventually, but so much time. Uh, I'm, I'll go Dallas. I'm gonna lose, but yeah, I'll go Dallas too. Yeah, Dallas. Uh, so yeah, Dallas should win this game. Um, this might be the best game Zeke is gonna have all season. Uh, but we'll see. Um, Packers against the Lions. Uh, no, it gotta be Packers, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Packers. Yeah, so it's going to be Packers. Um, the Lions barely hanged on by a limb, and I don't see them beating the Packers. Packers is fighting for the number one seed in the NFC, and I don't see them losing that. Um, Titans against the Jaguars. Yeah, you got to go Tennessee. Uh oh. I know Sean is that the game? Go. <laughs> is that the game? Is that the game? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, but I, but uh, the Titans are just a uh, head and shoulders better than than the Jaguars are, man. Uh, uh, ja- I'll I'll definitely pick the Titans on this one. Oh Lord. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. I, I, I'm gonna pick Tennessee, but mm-hmm. please, please, please let my let, please let this pick be right. But I'll go with Tennessee. Um, one of the games, this games of the week. Chiefs against the Dolphins. Oh, this should be a good one. I'm still going to go to the Chiefs, but I think the Dolphins are going to hang with them. I agree. I'll go with the Chiefs as well. Um, Mahomes. Yep, Chiefs for me. Um, Tua, Tua still got some things to uh, to learn, So, but Mahomes is going to teach, teach some good lessons. So, yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. Um, another good game, Cardinals against the Giants. Oof, this is going to be a good one. Um One's riding high, the other one is not playing too well, but Arizona's got to bounce back or they're going to be out of it. So I'm going to try Arizona. Hmm. I'm going with the Giants. Hmm. Arizona's offense, to me, will struggle against the Giants' defense, giving the Giants' offense a chance in this game. So I'm going to go with the Giants. Um, I didn't know Fitzgerald was on the COVID list and, um, until they just activated him today. I'm I'm going to pick the Cardinals to win this game. Uh, it's a must win for both teams, but I'm give it to I'm gonna give it to the Cardinals. Um, another good game: Vikings against the Buccaneers. Uh, 
Tampa Bay's got to win. They're coming off the bye week, right? I, I think they got. I think they got to play well. So I'm gonna, and they need to win. <laughs> they lose, they're gonna be tied with Minnesota actually for the wild card. So Tampa Bay's got. Yeah. They got to get Tampa, going. Yeah. Tampa. Tampa. Tampa is the pick. Mm. Oh, oh Lord. Um. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. This, uh, uh, this is one of the toughest ones. Um, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is actually number one in the rush defense. Um, it was 74 yards uh, allowed per game. And Dalvin Cook, Lord, you don't know what you're going to get out the kid, man. Oh, uh, man. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, but I won't be surprised if Minnesota wins, to be honest with you. Um, the Colts against the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go Colts Raiders. This is where like last year they were, what were they? Six and four, I think. Or uh, about six and three. It was about six and three yeah. until they lost against the Jets. Yeah. And then they totally collapsed. So uh, I think this is the second half. Raiders are going to take a, a dip a little bit. Colts are playing well. So I'll go Indy. Yeah, this is a tough one for me, man. Uh, Indy is such an up-and-down team at the moment. Both teams are, basically. Cause, because if you if you check it, um, the Raiders struggled against the Jets running the ball for some reason, and Indy runs the ball pretty well, right? So I'm going to go Indy. Uh, I love the Colts, um, but the Raiders have scored 30 or more points in the last four from four out of five games. Um, Carr has been improving himself. And that kid, oh, that tight end, oh, man. They, 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 got, they got something special in them. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick the Raiders. I'm going to pick the Raiders to win this game. Okay. Uh, we didn't get to do our preview game, but I guess we could do a quick one. So, we, we know we, we all picking the Seahawks to win, but uh, – what can we see? What can we see out of this game? It might get ugly because we know Jamal definitely does not want to lose to the two New York teams in a row. So I could see this game getting a little bit ugly and maybe even a little chippy on the field. Um, well, well, earlier news came across uh, Twitter that uh, Denzel Mims won't be playing because he's dealing with some kind of family emergency. Yes. So um, I think that's going to cause an issue with the Jets offense. Um, I think he has, he's one of the reasons why the Jets offense have been playing a little better. The fact that he, you can't really uh, disrespect the Jets defense by playing single high safety with both him and Perriman on the edges. So um, uh, you, uh, they, you, know, you know who's going to win, man. Yeah, yeah. Just we all, lose. We have, yeah. <laughs> I just hope it doesn't get ugly. That's all. Yeah, I doubt it will. We'll we'll see. Um, charge Falcons against the Chargers. Uh, 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 you know what? I'm gonna go Atlanta. You go Atlanta. Yeah, I just think uh, the Chargers are. You know. Yeah. Uh, I see why. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Chargers just falling apart. Yeah, like we yeah. said earlier. You're right. Yeah, I, I, Atlanta. I think. I think. I think. I think. I think uh, um, um, Atlanta is going to have a pretty big offensive burst out. Um, 
in that game. What do you like, Dad? Herbert, fire. <laughs> yeah, I think Justin Herbert, because he didn't score no points and also um, a lesson was learned from the mastermind Belichick. I can actually see Herbert throwing three or four touchdown passes against the Falcons defense. Wow. Okay. So I'm picking the charges for this one, shockingly. Um, Saints against the Bulls. It's got to be New Orleans. Yeah. Jalen yep. Hurts gets the start, but Saints all the way. Yeah. yeah Definitely Saints same here. Um, Washington against the 49ers. I think I'm going to go San Fran. I just, they're, they're just, they're going to fight all the way through, even with all their injuries and, and everything. They kind of hung in with Buffalo. So I'm going to go San Fran. Hmm. It's tough. Okay. It's gonna be tough, but that Alameth fire, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the 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 hot man. I'm gonna go with Washington. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Alex Smith, man. That's it. You you you'll be shocked. <laughs> you know, last year it was Tannehill. I think this year it's Alex Smith. Yeah, I think that team is pretty scrappy. I, I agree with you, man. Uh, you know what? I might go down the same road as you. Uh, uh, let's see. Should I? <laughs> I mean, this is this up to you. I'm, I, I just feel like I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in, a, I'm in, I'm in a jeopardy of losing my position to you right at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, but you he's know, got a lot to same. pick up on you, so. Yeah, I yeah, I, 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 yeah. You know what, man? It's a tough game. I think. It's the, yeah, it's gonna be a tough game. Um, the 49ers, they literally build their game on running the football, and they're gonna be going up against one of the better run defenses in the NFL, in my opinion. And um, so that is gonna be a tough game. But the man, Washington's. Man, this is this is ridiculous. I'm going with the 49ers. I'm going with the 49ers. That's fine. Um, I just know that. Gavin? Hello? <laughs> we lost them. I'm still here. Y'all can hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, now, I can hear yeah, you. Now. now we got you. Oh, yeah. Um, nah, I just said when you when you get that motivation and you just see, you just kind of like see that 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 thrill, that that drive, you know, um, like Tannehill did last year, and I was crazy enough to to gamble on Tannehill. I think Alex Smith is that guy this season, and he has and he wants to show that that he got it, even though he's he's up there in age, but. He, I think, I think this year is is going to be Alex Smith, and I think Washington will be the division uh, leaders after this week. Wow. Okay, Let's do it. So, so yeah. Um, second game of the week still is against the Bills. Uh, I'm going to go Buffalo. I just think they're playing well right now. Steelers. I agree. Yeah, Steelers. I don't know. I agree. Buffalo. 
Yeah, I'm going with Buffalo. Um, too many weapons. Uh, and last game, Ravens against the Browns. She did a good one. Um, that battle of the NFL's top two rush offenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going, to... and I'm definitely going with Baltimore. Okay. Lamar, <laughs> Lamar got something to prove. Um, this, this is going to be on Lamar Jackson. I got. I'll, I'll take Cleveland. Yeah, I'll take Baltimore. And that's it. And that's it for our podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. We do this for y'all every week. Send some feedback. Until next time, we'll take a flight. Take flight. Take flight. <laughs>